from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving in storage studio. This is The Ramsey Show. It's where America hangs out to have a real conversation about life, specifically your money, your work, your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Camel this hour, and we are here for you to guide you to breakthrough. 888-825-5225, and I do want to say if you're a new listener and you'd like to learn more about the Baby Steps, what is this show, what is it really about? How are all the different ways that we can help you? Well, we have a great opportunity for you to get a quick snapshot that'll get you started on the right path. It's the Get Started button at our website, RamseySolutions.com. RamseySolutions.com, click on Get Started. All right, Jake is up in Tampa, Florida. Jake, how can we help? Hey, Ken. Hi, George. How are you guys doing today? We're having a blast. Awesome, awesome. So uh, bear with me. I have a little bit to share. I just want you guys to kind of understand like, where my mind is right now. Take your time. Um, so I can you guys hear me okay? Yes, sir, loud and clear. Awesome. So I graduated um, with my bachelor's in business management last May, and then this past semester in the fall of 2022, I tried grad school out and pursued an MBA. Um, and I just found that it wasn't for me. So I dropped out. So currently I'm looking for a full-time job. Um, so right now, um, like, as you know, as many high level people say, our greatest asset is time. And I love how Alex Hermosis, I know you've talked to, uh, Alex Ken, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So I love his perspective on learning all the skills, and eventually deploying all of them into a business idea or a great company to work for, even investment opportunities. So currently I don't have any specific passion to follow or my own business idea to start. So I'm trying to go about my career and building my skill sets. So I thought starting off would be or start, a good way to start off would be going into sales. And for the past few months, I've been constantly applying to job postings, reaching out to companies and employees, especially through LinkedIn. And I seem to can't find uh, you know, a job anywhere and no one's wanting to hire me. So I'm not sure if I'm going about it in the wrong way or I'm not really sure where to start. Okay. So, so let's, you can help me out with that. Or yeah. Give me any piece of advice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's dig into what you said. I'm having a hard time finding a job. And then you said, I can't get people to hire me. So are you getting job interviews? Um, a few. And, um, you, you making it I'm past sorry? the first, are you making it past the first one or are you just kind of doing the introductory and you never hear anything? Um, I actually have two lined up and they're just basic entry level sales jobs. Um, a couple of them were not really any of interest to me. Um, but usually I'll have one interview and then, um, at least the one interview I've had, um, I went to one interview and then I didn't hear back from after that. All right. Well, so, so let's, let's get a different strategy. So right now, you know that sales, and you've been, you've been paying attention to Alex, and, and I think he's right on this. And we did a deep dive interview. You can see it at the Ken Coleman Show YouTube channel. The reason that sales is a good place for someone who's not quite sure what the long term looks like while they're getting cleared, I'm going to give you some resources to actually help you today. All right? That's coming in just a minute. But why sales is absolutely a good path for you while you're trying to figure things out is because it's a wonderful experience you, if you can win in sales, you could win in marketing. If you can win in sales, you can win in leadership. If you can win in sales, you can win in customer service. If you can win in sales, let me tell you something, you can win. Because sales, at its most fundamental uh, application, a salesperson, is 
problem solving with a serving spirit. Like a great salesperson is solving a problem through the the uh, product or service, and they're doing it in a way that is really service focused. You can take mm-hmm. that all the way up the ladder, man, to CEO, entrepreneur. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So I think what's going on here is you need to be more urgent and you need to be less picky. So that's my formula for you. I'm going to give you some tactical things, but I think there needs to be a philosophy for you right now in my head. My, In other words, your mindset needs to be, I need to be very urgent and I need to be less picky because I'm not limited to the first sales job. I'm not limited to the second sales job. I want to get in and start getting some sales experience and start making money. True or false? True. Absolutely. So. There is a principle that that I created after George talking, I don't know, a couple thousand phone calls uh, when we started the Ken Coleman Show years ago. And I came up with it. It's called the proximity principle. And I was trying to come up with a way for people to understand, how do I get connected to actually get the job I want? And that's what you're calling about. And the principle says this, in order to do what I want to do, sales, I've got to get around people that are doing it, salespeople sales managers and i got to get in places where it's happening i can start getting getting like maybe i'm online forums maybe i'm going to conferences on sales like i'm always thinking about i'm around people that are successful in sales and i'm reading about sales i'm 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 thinking about companies that have sales positions are open i'm going who do i know over there i need to get over there because here's what happens with the proximity principle you break it down to this the right people plus the right places equals opportunity and so you're calling me right now and you're saying I don't have any opportunities, and that's not the case. You aren't in the right places, and you aren't around the right people. Because if you're around the right people and in the right places, here's what's going to happen. Opportunity is going to come your way. You're going to have conversations. Somebody's, somebody's going to go, you're a sharp young guy that wants to sell. I'll teach you how to sell. Come work for me. Now, right. I want to pause. I hit you with a lot. But is what I'm saying, is it hitting you right between the eyes? You're right. Absolutely. So you got to get busy. What are you doing right now for income? I'm just working part-time jobs right now on the side. I do some marketing for a couple local um, companies in the area, just doing social media marketing. Yeah, okay. If if I were to pull up uh, jobs, sales jobs in Tampa, Florida right now, what would I see? Um, TQL, um, a lot of insurance jobs you could do. Okay. So those are the few that popped up to me. You or need like, to go uh, get. Insight. Okay, I'm so sorry. here's here's the challenge for you, Jake. You're working a couple of part time jobs right now, so the bar is low. Let's raise the bar mm-hmm. by just going and getting a sales job. Go down and get a car, sell a car tomorrow. Go get a job. Go start selling something. Let's start bringing in more income than we are. And what we're doing is is we're moving forward. We're creating some mm-hmm. forward motion. I'm moving forward. And I actually like George, him getting a sales job that he's not wild about because it's going to spur him on to go get another sales job that he doesn't like. And he gets some experience too. Experience. You're and not going to be the greatest yeah. salesman day one. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to do for you, Jake. I'm going to give you two resources. One is the okay. Get Clear Career Assessment. It's a 20-minute assessment and it's going to give you so much clarity on what you do best, what you love to do, and results that motivate you. Spit out a purpose statement that gives you a high-level job description. And then I want you to read the book, From Paycheck to Purpose. So 
The assessment is a compass. The book is the guide to climb the mountain. Hang on the line. We'll get you that. And that's going to give you tremendous clarity, which will then give you confidence to actually step out and move forward. Thank you, young man. The best is yet to be. Get after it. George Campbell, Ken Coleman are here with you. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want, every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Camel. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. We're going to stay right here in our backyard, Nashville, Tennessee. Dwayne is there. Dwayne, how can we help? Yes, sir. I have a $200,000 term uh, for 20 years. It's got about 19 years left. I'm coming up off another one. That's why I got this other one, so overlap it. Um but because I'm just coming up off the first one, I'm wondering maybe I should get a whole life. And I'm listening to what you and I think Suze Armand, everyone say, hey, whole life is bad. But every time I talk to the mutual mass and these other, they are convincing me, nope, it's a solid, you won't lose money. And so I wanted to call directly and find out what am I losing when I start talking to them that it seems like I'm, I'm pretty firm on while I'm listening to what you guys are saying. Is there something I'm missing in translation? Well, Dwayne, here's a simple way to think about it. What would they stand to gain by persuading you to get whole life versus term life from them? I'm sure it's some kind of financial gain. There we go. The commissions on whole life are astronomical, and there's a good reason. Your term life policy costs about 5% of the cost of an equivalent whole life policy. And so when you're paying, you know, 15, 20, 30 bucks a month for that term policy versus 600, well, there's a lot more wiggle room for them to steal your commissions under the guise of, well, you're going to build this cash value policy and you're going to invest it over a long period of time. You're going to make so much money, Dwayne. Don't invest in the market. Invest with me in this insurance policy. Do you see what they're doing there? Yeah, yeah but it, it does sound like, again, this is when I'm talking to them. I get overwhelmed, the numbers and everything. And when they get done... They say, hey, look, see, you put this money in, which to me is a huge amount of money per month. It is. That you could be investing yourself into much more uh, solid investments that have a much better track record. But what they okay. do, well, here's, I'm guessing here's what they did. They did some real fancy math that was real complicated to where they're oh like, well, goodness. Dwayne, you just got to trust me, man. This, is, this yeah. will work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, got, I have a little, I'm going to just throw this, let, let's get out of the money. You started the call by saying that you agreed with us on whole life. You've you've listened to this and you have an opinion on this yourself, true or false? I, 
Yes, when I listened, I said, hey, that sounds right, because it felt crazy, the money they're asking for. Right, so hold on, so stop. Who can afford that? I know, so stop. So remember why you feel that way. We've made a case, and we didn't convince you. You convinced you. And so you walk away going, that's nuts. It's crazy to put all that money in there. It just doesn't make any sense. you got to remember that. Do you trust yourself? Do you trust your common sense? Do you trust that opinion that you came to before you ever walked in to talk with these guys? Typically, obviously, I do. Well, but. I know. So, no, no, no. But what happens is if you sit down and somebody makes a really compelling case and they've got this thing down pat, then what they're saying makes sense too. But then you go, it doesn't make sense, but now they're making it sound like it makes sense. You just got to say, I don't think it makes sense. I know it doesn't make sense. Here's why. I think it's crazy. And then move on. Well, they're the fear factor, too, that after 20 years, what's going to be the cost of another term? I'm 50. Dwayne, here's, oh, here's no. how George can works. tell you that. So the idea is that now you, you don't have insurance for your whole life. The idea is that you follow the Ramsey plan. You pay off your house in 15 years if you do our plan with a 15-year fixed-rate mortgage. And 20 years later, you've got a huge pile of money in your investment accounts. And then you become what we call self-insured, where you don't need that money anymore because you have more than that in your investment account. And you only need it if someone relies on your income like a spouse. And George, real quick, just break that down. The money that you would invest in a whole life and the return on that versus the money you would put in the 401k, the stock program, I mean, excuse me, mutual fund program based on the growth of the whole that nine yards that we, we, you know, the return on that is big time different. Break it down quick. Yeah. So if you take the difference from that whole life premium with your term premium, take the difference that you would have paid and you pop that onto our investment calculator at RamseySolutions.com. And let's say you get an average return, even eight to 10% over 30 years. See what that would turn into yeah. by doing it on your own. You don't need them because all they're doing is taking most of that in commissions for the first bunch of years. And eventually maybe you'll get a crappy return. So avoid this at all costs. And run, why even talking to these people? Go talk to our friends at Xander. They're not going to sell you this whole life crap and stop even entertaining these fools. Yeah, it's absolutely right. Good advice. You got here. me riled up. Well, me. I love, boy, I love Gosh. when you break, boy, I love when you I lead break a sad life that that's what gets me riled up, Ken, but it's fine. Well, it's fine. You're doing great. Gives me the juice. You're doing great. Yeah, I like seeing you with the juice. Jay is on the line in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Jay, how can we help? Hey, how are you today? We're having a blast, Jay. What's up? My question for you is, in terms of paying down my car debt, um, I am paying less interest on my car loan than I'm collecting in the bank in my mutual fund. So why would I pull out twenty five grand or so, pay it down, when I could have let it accrue the differential? You're a genius, Jay. So here's an idea. Why don't we go borrow as much money as we can to funnel into investments, if that's the case? If it's a locked rate? Yeah. Both sides? Would you do it? Okay. Tell me why I shouldn't. Have you seen the stock market, Jay? Am I the only one Googling around here? No, I didn't say that. I said if you have locked rates. I have locked rates on my car loan and my mutual fund. What's your mutual fund making? Three nine. Okay. So my money mark my my high yield savings account makes more than that. And that's guaranteed for how long? Um I have to check that. Get squishy. I'm not there. sure. What if it goes down to 3%, 2%? So then I could pay it off. Well, here's another question. How much is your car payment? Monthly? Yeah. yeah. 480. 480. So wouldn't it make more sense to free up $480 to then funnel into those investments? 
And also, 4% kind of sucks. One second. Putting 480 into an index fund or a mutual fund, on average, you know, over the next 30 years with long term thinking, you could be making 8 to 10%. Agreed? Mm hmm. And so I'd rather. Giving that money away, that 20 grand, let's say, is the the payoff of my car. So I could either give it away today or give it away over the next three years. But one way or another, that 20 grand has to go to the car payments. I just, if you went back in time, would you go into debt again for the car? No. I don't know why you're defending the lenders here going, well, these guys are my friends because they gave me a low interest, you know, uh, loan on my car. I'm trying to figure out what I should do, Tim. I'm trying, I listen to your Pay off the dang car. I'm like all about it. What's that? But I'm trying to figure out why I should give away my 20 grand. I can't convince you that a debt-free lifestyle is going to give you a better life. You're not giving away. I agree with you. I agree with you. No, but you got the wrong narrative. You've really concocted mm-hmm. this in your head, and if you're here to debate us, we're not going not. to. I know you're not. No, I'm not. But but listen, brother. I'm just. But the, but it keeps coming back to that, it, and I think you've got the wrong narrative. The narrative is that why should I give away twenty thousand? The real question you should be asking yourself is why did I borrow twenty thousand dollars for a car that I couldn't afford? You put yourself in the twenty thousand. I know. That's your, why I said your narrative it. is it is wise to leverage debt in order for me to build wealth, and I have found that debt is not a friend of mine. It doesn't help me build wealth. It steals from my paycheck. It steals from my joy. It robs mm-hmm. me of so much. And so therefore, here's the way to think about it. What if every dollar coming into my house, I could use for whatever I wanted and I could invest that money and get more than a 4% return long-term? Mm-hmm. And what if I could have paid cash for a car that allowed me to do that? So what's your income? Uh, 180. You're making $180,000? Dude, and you, you shouldn't had to borrow even for be a car? borrowing for a car. Why'd well, you do that in the first place, making that incredible of an income? Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. Well, I'm wondering, dude, you're crushing it, and you could really yeah. build some amazing wealth. Are you a net worth millionaire yet? No. My no, question is, no why the heck not? Yeah. You make $180,000. Yeah. And we're wondering what we're doing with it. We're trying oh, to play I'll tell games. You why. I'll tell you why. Because he's spending $480 a month as one example towards a depreciating asset. Not Man. sound financial decision making. Now, we're not knocking on you. We're trying to help you see what the real narrative ought to be in your mind. Why am I spending $480 a month for a car? Jay, try this. Pay off the car. You could probably do it today. I, I imagine you have the money. And live a debt-free life for a year. And if you hate it, if you absolutely hate where you are, you can always go get a loan. They'll be happy to give it to you oh, at probably card 8% people. interest rate. Oh, they love you. You can always go get more debt. I like that one, George. That was a fun one. We, we had some fun there. Hopefully, Jay, you didn't take it uh, too personal. Oh, we're for I love you. you buddy. We're for you. This is The Ramsey Show. To the Ramsey Show, America. We're thrilled that you are here. This is where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life, specifically your money, your work, and your relationships. All of those are tied together if you want to live a life well. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Camel. The phone number, if you want to jump in, is 888 825 
Uh, if you're going, well, who are you? Uh, hi, how you doing? My name's Ken. I'm one of the Ramsey personalities, and I focus on work. Specifically, I want you doing work that you are good at, that you love, and that matters to you. That is purposeful work. And let me tell you what happens. You make greater income and greater impact. All right, so that's what I do as a part of Ramsey Solutions, and I host the Ken Coleman Show. We covered a story earlier today, and James the producer said, this, this is interesting. And uh, so this comes out of the news, but George... It's not just a news story. It's actually a pervasive problem. And uh, the story in the news right now, in fact, it's one of the hottest stories right now. It comes from the political world. This guy uh, named George Santos. Have you heard of this guy? Oh, yeah. So he's a newly elected. I know all elected. the Georges out there. You know keep all up. the Georges. Well, so he's a newly elected congressman from New York, if you don't know what I'm talking about. And uh, he's taken a lot of heat from the media, rightfully so, because it's come out and almost it feels like every day the dude has just lied and lied and lied and lied to cover up those lies about his resume, his background. So he just lied to everybody. And boy, you know, pressure on this guy to resign. And uh, it's a little bit ironic that people are now shocked that a politician lied. Well, it's the first time in history a politician has lied. Yeah. So So this is big news. So everybody's trying to grasp that deal. Um, and, 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 And then, but you know what? There's a deeper thing here, and there's a temptation for all of us to do what George Santos has done. And I'm going to break that down in a second, but I wanted, George, you pulled it up. Uh, give us, a, if you would, just a couple of the fantastical lies that this, uh, this congressman has, has, has laid out for everybody. Lied about where he went to school, lied about where he worked, lied about owning a number of rental properties, lied about being robbed of his rent money, lied about his criminal status in Brazil, lied to donors, lied about his athletic accomplishments, lied about the timing of his mother's death, lied about his campaign finances, and this one might be the the funniest one. He lied about being Jewish, and then he came back and said, no, 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 I said I was Jew-ish. <laughs> which, is, which is even worse than the lie. That's borderline comedic. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This, I mean, so this is a guy. This is pathological, though. That's the right. Word. No, he's a pathological liar. Now, why do we bring this up? In the work context, for a moment, those of you who feel a, a sense of doubt, maybe you are dealing with imposter syndrome. And we took a call from a young man earlier this hour trying to get a job. And when we face doubt, George, it 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 tempts us to be deceitful. Because we feel like if I'm not good enough, uh, I, I, I've got to make up a story that makes me good enough. That's the slippery slope. And that's what he did. Well, he took fake it till you make it to a very dangerous level oh, here. Oh, man. I mean, it's He's unbelievable. It. So doubt leads to deceit. When we don't manage our doubt, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'll get the job. I don't think they'll like me. I don't think she'll marry me. I mean, this thing spirals out of control, and it's all deceit, lying like this. And, and and this is unbelievable, folks. Listen to this data. This is this is right here, in my hand. CNBC article: fifty-five percent of Americans admit to lying on their resume at least once. Fifty-five percent, George. This is according to a recent survey from Standout CV, and now it gets worse. By the way, before I tell you this data, if anybody out there wants to really know what we the people are really like, you want to know what the people of the world are really like, you want to know the true human condition, go look at Google searches. 
That's the ultimate indicator of who we are as humans. Case in point, the number of Google searches about how to fake a resume is up. The searches for how to fake a resume is up 48%, George. Uh, So what are people lying about? Here, real quick, the top eight reasons or what they are lying about on their resume. 55% of people lie about their previous work experience. Well, that's smart because we know no one's going to check your references. I got anxiety thinking about this, George. How do you keep up with this? The audacity that you could even pull this off is impressive. Here's another one. This is my personal favorite because of the uh, the, uh, opportunity to humiliate yourself. 43% people uh, admit to lying about their skills. Oh, yeah. I can operate heavy machinery. Or even worse. We'll see you on Monday morning. Ken, you've done this one. I know Excel. (laughs) It's a dangerous one. Yeah, but no. Heavy machinery. What are you doing, man? That one could be life-altering. Literally life-altering. 41% lie about their college degree. 39% lie about personal details such as age, location, or name. Uh, 39% lie about high school. Hey, can I set everybody free who's tempted to lie about high school? Nobody cares what you did in high school. No one. Not even your mom or dad, because they've forgotten. Uh, 33% lie about salary. 33% lie about job-specific software or equipment skills. And then finally, 21%, and this is so moronic, I don't even know how to process it. 21% of people lie on their resume about their employer references. So I guess they're making that up. Hey, George, will you do me a solid? I'm putting you down as a reference. Oh, so I give him Ken's number, and I go, yeah, he was my previous manager. Give him a call. He'd be happy to talk to you. And I slip you a $20 bill and say, hey, Ken, if they call, make me look good. Yeah, I I, I feel like I need a shower. That's how dirty I feel right now. So the solution here, Ken, obviously, is to have integrity, which if I'm hiring someone, I want to hire someone with integrity. How do we get over this hump? Yeah, so... Back to the the reason, I, I always like to try to give you a deep source behind why we do what we do. And I think doubt is what leads us to deceit. So then if we we need to manage doubt better, what do we do? So if it doubt, the way I define doubt, George, is that I don't believe that something good can happen. Mm. That's doubt. I just don't believe that something good, this thing that I long for, this thing that I want to do, it, it can't happen. I doubt that it can happen for a variety of reasons. And, and so what you have to do there is you got to go, number one, I can't shortcut this doubt. I, I can't take my doubt in myself and then try to shortcut it by lying to everybody else. No, I've got to step into me and go, what is the voice of doubt telling me? I'm too old. Is that true? I'm a stay-at-home mom. I've got nothing to offer if I enter the workforce. Is that true? Is there any evidence that that the doubt is telling you the truth? Because if doubt is telling you the truth, it's protecting you. I'll give you a silly example. George, if there's a basketball, a 10-foot basketball goal in the lobby, and I tell all these five people watching, hey, I can dunk. Have you ever seen me dunk before? Watch this. I'm going to dunk. And moments before I go to dunk the ball, I have some serious doubt because I haven't stretched. And let's be honest, I've never dunked a basketball. And doubt's going, I don't know if you can do this. Doubt's protecting me from certain humiliation. Silly example, but you get the point. I'd lower the hoop for you, Ken, just for the record. Thank you. But even then, it'd be a question mark, all right? But if doubt is saying, I can't ever start a business, I can't pay off debt, I can't get through the baby steps, I can't earn enough money to, that's holding you back. That's the idea. So instead of lying and trying to shortcut, which is what people do here, to get the job, you got to go, 
what am I doubting? Why am I doubting? Is there any evidence to support that? And then when we get clear that, hey, I actually can do this if I go get qualified, if I go make some connections. Now, all of a sudden, we're not having to lie. And here's the big takeaway. The reason we bring this up is because you can do severe damage to your ability to earn money if you get caught lying like this. I mean, because if you're lying on a resume, you'll lie on the job. And, and that's the idea. And if I'm the hiring manager, I'd rather you come to me and say, hey, listen, I know you acquire this much experience. Here's what I'm bringing to the table. I know I'm not quite there, but here's what I'm doing to get there. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm ready to hire this guy. Right. Versus someone lying to my face. Yeah. Yeah. Not good at all. Come on. All. Be better, George Santos. I'm trying to represent George's out here. You know, Foreman, Lopez, Costanza, Washington. I like that. Put respect on our name. You know what the problem is? The guy, he's holding on for dear life. He's lied so much, he doesn't even know how to unravel or admit any of them. I don't even know if his name's George anymore. Why? We should look into that. But I know your name is George. Thank and I know you. my name is Ken. And I know that this is The Ramsey Show. Not a lie. Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by my colleague George Camel with a K, by the way. Thank you for that, Ken. Get that right. 888-825-5225. It's time to talk about the big night again, George. You you got plans tonight? I'm getting jazzed because I'm going to be on stage tonight, Ken. Big keynote. Don't big, miss it. Yeah, big. Oh, yeah. Are you? Is it a keynote? You doing a? Well, you, That's how, what they call it in show business. Uh, how long are you going to speak for? Uh, about twenty minutes. Twenty minutes, right here, live. Leave in the them lobby. wanting more, huh? Leave them wanting more. Yeah, I know that I'll be wanting more. I know that. Uh, so tonight, in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions, where we are broadcasting right now, Building Wealth live stream. Um, this has been a very popular event. We had a very full and very fantastic, dare I say, uh, fall tour. Yes. Uh, sold out crowds everywhere. And tonight, uh, it is here in the building. It's a free live stream for you. It's happening tonight at 7 p.m. Central, 8 Eastern. Dave Ramsey on the stage. Rachel Cruz, George Camel on the stage speaking, keynoting, as George likes to say. And uh, my colleague, Dr. John Deloney, and I are joining for a, uh, well, what we like to call a roundtable. I was going to say a spirited discussion. A spirited discussion. And uh, so, uh, you know, we're, I'm, I'm not going home after work. I'm, uh, you know, hanging Late around. Late night at the office, it's and I be, love it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you can still get in. And did I mention that it's free? I think I did. RamseySolutions.com slash wealth. RamseySolutions.com slash wealth. RamseySolutions.com slash wealth to sign up. It's going to be a lot of fun. And what are we going to be talking about? George, tell I'll me. tell you. I got the insider knowledge. Yeah, you do. So Dave is going to kick it off, giving us some hope 
in some some dark times and giving us some perspective um, with some great storytelling, some great inspiration, some great tactical things we can do. And then I get up there and I show you how to create margin to build wealth. And the true reason most people aren't building wealth, they don't have the margin to do it. And so I've got some real tactical steps to walk you through. Rachel then comes up giving us some, you know, quenching our fears about the real estate, the uh, stock market, what's happening, the ups and the downs, how to ride the roller coaster, why you should get on the ride and stay on it for the long term. And then we're going to have a great discussion with all five of us, you and Dr. John Deloney, talking about what we're looking at for 2023 as far as the trends go. Oh, you know, I like talking about the trends. You're very trendy. Very trendy. Uh, no, I'm not at all. Uh, and d- does your margin keynote, does it involve anything on uh, uh, brisket at Bucky's? You know, I didn't work that into the talk, but it may not be too late. I feel we'll like see. we could probably get a slide together pretty quickly. The on night that. is still young. I, mean, I do was... reference uh, the Costco hot dog. So there's one reason to tune in. Are you a proponent of the Costco hot dog? Huge proponent. How does that fit into your very persnickety uh, clean eating? Well, it's called a tease, Ken. You have oh, to tune oh, in I have to, to find wait. out. Yes. Man. With bated breath. If that's a gluten-free vegan hot dog at Costco, it's going to blow my mind, man. I I'm not just... touching that thing with a 10-foot pole. Okay. Costco's right. better than that. They know me better. Can I just, for everybody who follows you on Instagram, at George Campbell, by the way, you're, th- you're welcome. Thank you. At Ken Coleman, and while you're following, just jump on over and say hi to me. Uh, I'd like to see you go to Costco and do an Instagram reel on, on that. Can I be honest? I went to Costco, and I had my Kirkland Signature sweatshirt on. And I almost wore the matching sweatpants that I have. That Don't ever say that in public again. I know. Well, my wife dissuaded me from wearing the top-to-bottom Kirkland she's, Signature She's gear. a good woman. But that's how big of a Kirkland Signature fan I am. You I went to Sam's Club the other day. I felt like I was cheating on him. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't be found out. Can you oh, imagine? Oh, man. I didn't even know Kirkland had a signature line of clothing, and I now wish that uh, I didn't know. I might get you the sweatshirt for your Not birthday. Not going to wear it. Good to know. Never going to wear it. Duly noted. Triple eight eight two five five two two five. Mike is on the line in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mike, how can we help? Hey guys, how are you today? Well, we're having a little too much fun. What's going on? <laughs> I'm having fun too. So I'm just going to get right into it. Um, my question is, um, how do we save for a baby? Because my wife is pregnant and she's due in July with our first child. Hey, Woo! hey, hey! Congratulations. That is awesome. Thank you. Thank is, uh, you. Do we know? Do we know if it's a little boy or a little girl? We are finding that out on Saturday. Actually, oh, you the... doing one of those big gender reveal parties? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we're gonna get a very small cake, and it's gonna be a very intimate thing between my wife and I. We're just gonna cut it open and see what we're having. That's fun. love it. That's really cool. Well, uh, as far as the expenses go, are you feeling like this is gonna be a big financial weight? Do you guys have good health insurance in place? Uh, yeah, we should. I just went full time with, uh, uh, um, an IT service providing company. So I'm waiting to see what the health insurance is going to be there. Um, you know, no debt whatsoever, except for the mortgage, you know, three to six months emergency fund. You know, we, we've done all the baby steps. So we're, I, I just, my biggest concern is not going back into debt, um, once our son or daughter is born. Mm-hmm. I love that. Very well, normal, first would, of all. I'd continue normal. saving to give you some peace because there's going to be some costs probably out of pocket uh, for the baby. And we want to make sure that you know mama and baby come home healthy. And so we call that stork mode. And that's kind of when you're pausing the baby steps to stack up as much cash as possible until baby and mama are home and healthy. 
And some of the costs you can expect are, of course, the you know the checkups, the prenatal care. Diapers. That's going to be a huge cost. Diapers. Diapers. The ultrasounds, yeah. the lab work, the prenatal vitamins, the dietary needs, the maternity clothes, the baby gear. All right. So you know what? This is good because the big ticket items is where you would worry, right? Your health care and you, you're doing it. But you know what you need to do, honestly? And, and lean, on some, lean on some friends that, that have little ones. In your in your world that you guys are doing life with, or even your mother mm-hmm. or, or her mom, and just like literally go go to Target, go to go to George. Where would people go to get diapers for you? you you're Mister Walmart. I'm a Target guy. Target, <laughs> Walmart. Here's the deal: just go price out diapers. Take your wife with you. By the way, okay. I remember the first time we went shopping for diapers, and I was like, "Get those. Those are the cheapest ones." She looked at me like I'd grown horns in my head. We're not going to put those on our kid. I was like, why? We're the only ones looking at it. And they're crapping in them anyway. What's the problem? Like, I would get the Kirkland diaper. Thank I wouldn't you. get the most expensive oh, that's diaper. True. I'm, going, I'm going to Costco or Sam's Club So to get all my that diapers. to say, it, and we're having a little bit of fun, but literally go price out a box of diapers. Get an idea. How many yeah. diapers are yeah. going to go through in a month? Start looking at the little baby food once they get to the point where they're doing the little jars and the little spoons and all that. Price it out. Like Literally treat it like you would your grocery budget so that you get an idea beyond the medical and all the bigger stuff. Just get an idea. And I think you're going to find, wait a second, they are expensive little things, but I can do this. And, and talk to your friends that have babies because they'll tell you, oh, we got 17,000 things and we only use seven. That's right. And so here's the things you really need to buy. Here's the things that are worth getting quality, you know, the car seat, I'll the tell stroller. You one thing, George. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing, my friend. Uh, this isn't financial advice. This is just life advice. Invest in a baby wipe warmer. Oh, there we go. Or put that in the old registry. <laughs> You'll never tip. regret having one of those. That's impressive. Yeah. Well, okay. Mike, I've got a stat here for you that could, might help you get some numbers around this. Uh, the Healthcare Cost Institute says that the average regular delivery with an in-network insurance provider and out-of-pocket costs is going to come out to about 13, 14 grand. Now it can vary. It can go from you know seven grand on the low end, eighteen on the high end. So I don't know what it might be in North Carolina, but start to actually price that out. Well, go, right, right now we. We just got a bill um, in the mail that's saying, like, uh, every month we have to pay $300 towards um, the delivery. And I think the final price that was on there was, like, $4,800, $5,000, something along those lines. But we're we're socking money away like yeah. we're back in baby step two again. Good. So you're, which like means you're like fine. Step 3C. Yeah. 3C. I oh, like that. that. Wow. Mike for uh, nominee for caller of the year. It's amazing. Early with the baby step 3C there. Well, Very Mike, good. The truth is once the baby's here, the baby's going to become a line item in the budget for those expenses like formula and food and childcare and books and toys and, uh, you know, clothing. You might have higher water and electric bills. Of course, the diapers. Uh, so that's kind of the big the big things to worry about as far as the budget goes. But you guys have put yourselves in a financial spot that most people are dreaming about being in, which is no debt and a bunch of money in the bank. So it's something you can breathe easy on the financial side and instead get excited about this new baby being born. Mike, you're going to be a dad and you're going to be a great dad. And you guys are OK, man. Stay off the Internet and all the fear articles. Don't go to WebMD. Yeah, just save. <laughs> Yeah, don't do that, man. Let me tell you something. To stay off of those websites where they tell you, here's how much a kid costs to raise in 2023. $4 million. Yeah, stay off of that stuff. You're good. George Campbell, always fun to be with you, sir. Good, good hour. I want to thank James and the team and you, America, for listening. This is your show. This is The Ramsey Show. Do you love a good day, Brand? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? 
Check out your favorite moments from The Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to The Ramsey Show channel on YouTube. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.